crazy. Nine weeks, y'all. Yo, what's up, Facebook? I know y'all watching this Facebook Live, man. We got a good show. But it's been nine weeks. Nine weeks, Cuts Convo and Coffee. We are rocking out. And you know what? We rocking out on time, too, because, you know, we're very punctual people. And we try to do things on time. You know what I mean? How was your week, Terry? Talk to me. What's going on with you? We got a lot to talk, talk about. I had a great week. You know, nice full day of work. Right, right. Week of work. Okay. I've been booked and busy and enjoying my clients. There you go. Well, listen, for those who don't know, um, we own His Image Barber Lounge in Wilmington, Delaware, because uh, I want to say that because it's so many people watching. Y'all have no idea how many people are inboxing us, emailing us. It's crazy. And from different states and stuff. So um, for those in Wilmington, Delaware, His Image Barber Lounge is open. And uh, it's been like, no, two weeks now? Two weeks. We've been two weeks. So we have been open and uh, have been open. It's it's really good, man. It's good to see the clients. It's good to uh, be back working, like um, practicing your craft. Yeah. You know what I mean? They tipping better. Everybody got that money. You know what I mean? So shout out to everybody that's back to work, and also shout out to the people who ain't back to work who's still getting that unemployment check. <laughs> you about to lose your job. You about to lose your job. Cause you sitting home doing nothing. <laughs> Listen, we got good shows for y'all today. Um, I got a, a awesome guy that's gonna be on here today. So we're gonna try to make sure the camera works real good. Cause we this is how it is when we got the guests. You know what I mean? Until yeah. we finally move into our studio when this um this lock in when it breaks, you no, know, we can actually move into our studio and have live guests actually come to the show. That is our plan. Right. So um we got a show. Uh, a person that's coming on to, on the show today, which is Jay Diller. Jay Diller is um a celebrity barber. On Instagram, you gotta follow him under Barbers Inc. TV. They got 400 plus thousand followers. Wow. They he almost got a half a million followers. And I know, I know y'all like, what does he do? Well, they promote a lot of um barber um haircuts, uh, barber information, styling information. They had all the shows and stuff like that. So he he I mean he's a what he call a, a barberpreneur. You know, he actually, um, with uh, Country Wayne, y'all know Country Wayne, the comedian Country Wayne? So he's affiliated with Country Wayne. Not only does he cut his hair, but they're really good friends. And he actually, I think, managed him at one time. So we'll ask him about that, that when he come on the show. So round seven, round 750, we're going to have uh, Jay Diller on the show today. Um, he's just a really, really good dude, man. I met him, believe it or not. Um, matter of fact, I'll just hold that and tell you guys how we met okay. when, when he come on to the show. But listen, you guys that are watching right now, I hope y'all can see me real good. Um... Push that share button. Share Cuts Convo on Coffee. Let people know that we are on, that we're going to talk about some stuff. Um, the whole thing about Cuts Convo on Coffee is that we actually can give you the inside of the truth of what's said behind the closed doors of barbershops and salons. So I want to shout out all the barbershops and all the salons because you guys know we get a lot of information in the shop yeah. and we get the raw uncut. You know, a lot of things, um, of course, we got to be confidential on a lot of things because oh, it's our yeah. clients. However, when it comes down to religious views, uh, social views, uh, politics, like there's no holes barred. Like, we could talk about everything. And those who are, are stylists and barbers that are out here watching Cuss Convo and Coffee, we actually put this show out here to be a voice for us, to be a voice for our clients, and hopefully we can get some real answers and um, address real topics. You know what I mean? So, you know, we got a good show today. Again, Jay Diller will be here a little later on. Uh, what's going on, Tier? What we got first on the list? Let's go and get this uh, thing popping. COVID update. Mm. COVID up, COVID update. If we are still talking about it, like I know, like are we still talking about COVID? what happened? It almost like it disappeared. But I don't want nobody to get comfortable and feel like it disappeared. It's still there. Still wear your mask. Still wear your driven mask. Driven in the building. Still wear, still wear your driven mask and don't get too comfortable. Um, Delaware has hit the uh, ten thousand mark this week. I do know wow. that. Um, which is unfortunate. You know, I mean, we did hit the ten thousand mark. Out of all the stuff that's going on, it's like. COVID is now in the background, you know. Uh, however, it's 6,000 recoveries. Wow. Now, you don't hear a lot about the recoveries. That's right. You don't hear a lot about the recovery stuff or you don't hear a lot about the good news. Um, and I know you guys feel like I feel. It's almost like everybody, um, they want to push this bad news and stuff like yeah. that. I'm, I'm a forward thinker, a positive thinker. So I'm a, um, with a half full type of guy yeah. when it comes down to the glass. I um I want to think positive. I want to um, encourage people that we're going to get out of this and we're going to make it up out of this. Um, but I noticed that as soon as you post some stuff on Facebook about, hey, there wasn't no deaths today or, hey, you know, we, we getting there with some recoveries. Man, people be on there talking about, yeah, but... <laughs> 
Yeah, but you're like, yeah, okay. Oh my you know? god. Yeah, but uh, just today, um, just today, um, I, I saw that somebody had fell off the bike, and um, they ended up saying they had COVID. Right? Like what? Like I can't believe. Glass half-empty people. Yeah, so you know you got those glass half-empty people, like you said, that you know. I, look, we got to get out of this whole negative thing. It's just so much negative. Like, do we need anything else added on to? Yeah. Um, nice. but. But but some good news today. Tell me some about some good news. What happened uh, this week, Tara? I know you want to tell me. Um, I mean, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I got my nails done. Oh, okay, my well, nails done. You should be clapping on that for real because <laughs> shout out to all the ladies who was able. Got my nails done. <laughs> Shout out to all the women out there that was able to get their nails done. Shout out. I see y'all. No more butt-naked toenails, sneaking a bit, wearing your men's socks, sliding them on the covers. So, you know, wait till we go to sleep so he won't see them butt-naked toes. Um, shout out to y'all. I'm so happy for you guys. Got a few nail salons open this week. Uh, it's been a long time coming. Yes. So, shout out to you guys that got your nails done. If you got your nails done, let me know. Just say, hey, I got mine done. I got my feet done and all that. Just go ahead. Matter of fact, put your, cash ta- put your cash app on there, too. If you didn't get your nails done, put your cash app on there. Oh, snap. Well, the, the boy D reset. What? I want to see some pictures of some people who got their nails done. Go ahead and post your picture. Post your, post your picture up on your page <laughs> and, and tag Cuss Combo on Coffee. And if you're watching right now, you done share this. Put your cash uh, cash app tag on there if you didn't get your nails or your toes done. Cuz Common Coffee might want to help you out a little yes, bit. See you in a little cash app. <laughs> Got cash app. So you can talk like this. I can't say the first part. Uh, 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 so. How I go? Got cash app. <laughs> Tell her white butt nigga nose. They slap flat. Yo, I love that song. Yo, you like the movie? I like it. Yeah, I like that song. I just, in the, in the box. <laughs> Kayla, you got that on there? No, don't play that game. Look, we're gonna play it too. Whole camp, no. no. Uh, see, we go. See, it's copyright. It's copyright. It's copyright. Uh, copyright. We all know this song. Something in the box. Something in the box. Let me t- y'all. Let me tell y'all something about my daughter Tear. Tear, real laid back. I know y'all know. We all see her in public. Tear is a dancer. She danced oh all the time. God. I mean, all the time in the house. Like, as soon as the song come on, here she come. I can't. Now, like, the whole, the whole family dance, man. So, <laughs> hey, man. Well, we got the nails out the way, so that was good. Um, something else is about to happen. Uh, restaurants. Yes. Restaurants yes. are about to open. Um, to, I'm not saying full capacity. So, they're not doing full capacity. They have 30% of the fire code right now. Yeah. Um, but they actually going to move into, um, I think, 60% next week. So, it'll be uh, 60%. We went to a restaurant. Me, Kato, and Cass went. Yeah, where y'all going? We went to Red Rock. Mm. Because they had like the little outside thing, but it was barely any, I mean, there was like nobody there. Wow. And it was different. It was weird. We sitting at the table. We didn't have to wear a mask at the table, which was cool. Uh, but if you got to use the bathroom, we had to put on your mask. Okay. Um, but I just thought that I cook way better now. Really? <laughs> when you go back to restaurant food, it's like, Right. I've never thought about that because I haven't been to a restaurant yet. This, I mean, um, yeah. oh, shout out to uh, Milk and Honey. I went to Milk and Honey Cafe in Delaware oh, on Union Street. Shout out to Milk and Honey Cafe. It was really good. I had a little chicken wrap there. It was yeah. good. You know what I mean? So they got a cafe. You know how I feel about cafes. I love them. With the um, decor is nice. Um, the setting. Got couches and chairs and tables. You can do your little laptop. So make sure you guys that are in Delaware or close to Delaware, uh, make sure you check out Milk and Honey on Union I'm Street, sure man. Good people. Real good people, man. Um, so I went there because I love to support black business and it, it also feels good to also feel good to see a lot of people supporting black businesses right now yeah you know what i mean and i'm I, i'm gonna be honest i've been an advocate of that for a while i make sure i try to look for a black business and i want us to be like i just want us to be seen so well in the great light of having a good professional business yeah. and i know a lot of people say you know we support black and that's great that we have a responsibility to do that you know but also businesses keep in mind and i'm a black business owner keep in mind you have a responsibility too to be professional Absolutely. You know what I mean? To, to be able to have a good product and to deliver that product consistently. You know what I mean? And, you know, from a scale of 1 to 10, if you get a restaurant that maybe like an 8 or something like that, you know, give them some time. Give them some patience. That, let's not just shoot our black businesses down. Yeah. Because I'm going to be honest, we haven't been business owners a long time. But now what's going to happen, it's going to be so many black businesses starting to open it up because... Now we're we're over it. Not that we're over it, but we're getting past this little racial thing, and we're getting it out there so it can be addressed. You know what I mean? So now a lot of people are going to start opening up business. A lot of us are going to start opening up business. All I 
say to you as a black businessman who's been in business for 30, <coughs> 30 plus years, 30 something, 30 something years, make sure you guys be professional. Number one, get your credentials. Yes. Number two, make sure you're professional. You know what I mean? Number three, make sure that you have a quality product and um, make sure that your attitude and all that stuff. And I'm not saying all, all businesses got bad attitude, but at the same time, people want to be treated right. Yeah. You know, the black dollar is hard to come by. And when we spend our money, we do want to make sure that we're getting our money's worth and we want to make sure that we're being treated right. You know, yeah. and just like anybody else. You know what I mean? So I want to put that out there as a black business owner. I feel like a leadership you know, section in my life where I got to be able to talk to these young people that's coming up and have yeah. businesses. So again, it's- And be respectful of each other. And be, yes, be you respectful. Know, don't be quick yeah. to just shoot them out like you said, yeah. uh, people starting out. Just remember, we're on the same team. We on the you same know, don't team. Don't forget that we have to support each other, and you know you don't always have to throw out there. Oh, that man, that thing was trash. Don't go there. Yes, yes. Give people a, a chance. Like I said, give them yeah. a chance to um get their stuff together. Um, another thing is um we're not just opening up business just for black people. Uh, money's green. We're going to get green. We're going to get everybody's money mm -hmm. because one thing about us, and we don't have a lot of um economic power. But one thing you guys we have to understand that black people have um consumer power. That's one of the most important powers to have. It's the fact that everybody eats off us. Don't forget that. If we stop shopping, if we stop supporting businesses, oh, them businesses are gonna have to rethink some things. They're gonna have to, hey, what, y'all, what y'all doing? Y'all, I mean, where y'all want their shrimp fried rice and the chicken wings? What y'all want? What, what, you know what I mean? If we pull back, if we pull back, I'm saying a lot of businesses would feel it because we have consumer power. We love to buy. We love to shop. You got, bro, what are you doing over there? <laughs> I'm gonna call you out. <laughs> but look, we um we we um got a, a lot of consumer power, and we need to know that power. Uh, again, we're not just after the black dollar. We're trying to get all the money. We want, yep. Yeah, and what 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 it starts was uh business first. Business first. A lot of times, again, we do we got to do intelligence over emotions. Right. And we have to do have facts over feelings. Right. You know what I mean? So I want to make sure that we are educated and know that it's just not just about opening up the business and boom, voila, you got it. Right. No, it comes with a responsibility of, you know, being professional, having a great product and actually treating the customer customer right. One thing I can say about his image. Yeah, that's good. One thing I can say about our shop, we are in, for lack of a better word, and I'm not trying to put them out there, we the Chick-fil-A of Barbara. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm no, and look, whether you like Chick-fil-A or not, and I know a lot of you do, I love their chicken. It's cool. I love the sandwiches. I don't get into all the other stuff. Service. But their service. You understand what I'm saying? And I'm thinking I'm jumping the gun a little bit because I think we're going to talk about those things about black businesses and stuff like that. However, we, I'm so like blown away by good service because I work hard for my money. Goddamn. You know what I mean? Yeah. We work for a home. We work hard for our money. And we need you to act like you know you appreciate us coming to your um establishment because we can go somewhere else yeah you know and the model of chick-fil-a of the my pleasure thank you so much i mean they got um they got the two uh drive-through they done created another drive-through right. where we're gonna still keep this party rolling you know what i mean and, and you know i know how you feel about chick-fil-a like uh -huh. you know we, but it's the service Right, it's, it's a service. service, and rather they, I don't know, they, they got this thing. I don't know if y'all know with the gay community against them, and there's a whole lot of people against them on saying like little stuff about Chick Fil A. I have great experiences there. I never experienced the racism. I haven't experienced nothing like that. You know what yeah. I mean? But I will say how I'm treated there, how they treat other people. I can take a page out of their book, and I did take a page out of their book to make sure you know that the client is the most important, most important person that comes yes. into our shop. Absolutely. When you come into our shop. Bring your mom, bring your grandma, bring your kids. You know what I mean? So, again, we are the Chick-fil-A, uh, number one barbershop in Delaware. This is my show. I can say what I want. <laughs> but, yeah. Yeah, so we got a couple more minutes left. Um, Next thing on the list, uh, what is it here? Uh, loans and grants. Beware. Loans and grants. And um, that's something that I put on the list. Uh, loans and grants, beware. Uh, the reason why I said that, uh, a lot of people are calling me for everything y'all have no idea like for the emails the show the title d make sure you want here mention this um can you talk about this and all this well so a lot of stuff going where i get text messages and all these things so a lot of you guys are getting loans and grants number one know the difference you know what i mean and i don't think I, it's it's probably one of the things you feel like you shouldn't have to say but know the difference between loans and grants yeah. number one. and redefine print on these loans and stuff um there's a lot of people that have probably got money and they actually sent money out to you and then 
it's like they send the money out first and then they check and see if you're eligible. You know what I mean? You turn up to me, I got all this money, I got some money because I apply. And then a lot, then with the grants, they promised something at one time where you were supposed to get a $10,000 grant. Then they pulled that back. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I think you were supposed to get $1,000 per person. That's, that's one of them loans that they had disaster fund loans. Um, so it's a lot going on with the loans. I want you to read the fine print because a lot of, right now, they're actually calling people back. And I want to put that out there. Mm. Listen, they're calling people back and say, oh, we gave you too much money. Ooh, that's terrible. Yes, yeah, this is on coffee. I'm going to tell you what they say behind the closed door. I know the people that know the people that know the people. You know what I mean? So, they, just be careful. Make sure you read the fine print and know about your loan. Um, you want to know about the, the rate and the term. Uh, you want to know the, what you're approved for. You know, those type of things. You can play that. Um, you want to know what you're approved for and all that. Um, but, yeah, just be careful with the loans because it's a lot going on right now with that. There's a lot of money that's being spit out there by the government. And just make sure that you are educated. Make sure your friends are educated. Make sure you know about this because it's very important. You don't want to get a whole bunch of money and then all of a sudden you want to prove for a couple of dollars. And they say, well, you know what? You can keep the couple of dollars, but you're going to have to pay on that as a loan now. You think you got a grant and it's not really a grant. It's actually a loan. And now you are stuck with some old loan that you wasn't even approved for, you know? So I hope they tighten that up because that's very, very important. You got it, sir? All right, it's inside there. Boom. This thing is so extra. So, with that being said, who we got? What time? Oh, I don't even know what time. I can't even tell. Oh, we got a couple more minutes. So, it's time for the hots. Let's get the hots list off. There you go, Tier. Oh, we're back on. We're back on. So, it's time for the hots. Um, Black Lives Matter. Tier, did you check out? We only got a couple minutes. We're going to touch on this, and then I'm going to grab um, Jay Diller and um, bring him on. Uh, Black Lives Matter protesting. The protest has quiet down to a nice little peaceful protest. Did y'all notice that? It's not too much um, rioting going on and a lot of stuff. It's a lot, and I still like the fact that it's a consistency with the mixed crowds. Yes, that's real that. good. It's real good. Um, they're quiet down to a peaceful protest, a peaceful rally, which we need. You know what I mean? But you know, people are upset and they're angry. And uh, I'm not going to touch on that today. I just don't even have the energy to touch on uh, how many people that was supporting the fire, burn the whole shit down. Uh, listen, <laughs> listen. I mean, so many people that are supporting that. And and I'm not saying you're 100% wrong, but I just say that we got to do better and we got to think. Yeah. It's always facts over feelings and what emotion, intelligence over emotions. So. Um, Black Lives Matter painted um, the governor, uh, the mayor of the city of D.C. painted Black Lives Matter on the streets of Washington. Oh my God, I love that. I actually love that. That was cool. Did y'all like that? Oh, wow. I'm still in that. I thought that was so cool. Send that to me. Send that to me. Make sure Kenny let us know if um, Jay Diller's in there. Actually, it's to say Walter Lewis on there. If anybody named Walter Lewis on there. So bear with us when we bring uh, Jay Diller on here because what's going to happen is I'm going to have to get up and turn the dag on camera around. Why? Because that's how the Facebook Live is. That's why we can't wait to get into the studio. So we have to worry about that. Um, what else? Oh, but the Black Lives Matter, the paint on the streets. I love it. They also did it in Philly. Um, up in Philly, they got a place called Fishtown. Fishtown's where they got all the comedy show. Is it on there? Okay. Um, they got a place called Fishtown and they also painted it on the street in racism on the streets, so they actually, you know, copycatted it from DC, yeah. which I thought it was good, you know what I mean? I don't think it's something that's gonna be there permanent, but again, it's just a wake up call to what's going on to in our society, that people are getting tired of the uh, systemic racism, they're right. getting tired of uh, certain people being treated a certain way. And it, it, I mean, it's just hurtful that we have dealt with this so long. And out of the whole history, it's like this time, it really feels like we all feel like enough is enough. Yeah, Black absolutely. people, white people, Spanish it's people. Affecting everybody. It's affecting everybody. You know. Forget that. It's yeah. All races. Uh, all yeah. races. So you know, we can't go out here and just treat other races bad or feel like they are part of something. And, yeah. You know, we can't do that. We got to show that we are a loving culture. We're loving people. And don't get me wrong. That doesn't mean that we don't handle business and go to war. If we don't have to. You know what I mean? We won't go yeah, to war. Absolutely. You know. But at the same time, it always is mind over matter. And this is chess and not checkers. You got to make sure that you got a sound mind to make the right moves. You know what I'm saying? Because a lot, a lot of people out here they don't make the right moves and they do things and they regret later but you got to make the right move even with this and in our culture right now we are in a, a great place right now whether we know it or not because now everybody hears what we're saying in a sense right. you can't act like you didn't hear what we right. what we were saying you can't even the um nfl just came out and apologized they just came out and apologized um for the um colin kaepernick thing and they actually agreed to a donation too i think some couple million whatever you know, they got plenty of money. They can send that. Send that money. Um, me personally, I, I think that the ball is rolling and I think it's awesome. And trust me, I'm going day on about this racial stuff. And, you know, I don't I'm not the type of person that 
I can just say stuff and don't have some solutions. Right. You know what I mean? Well, you know what I mean? We'll get, they say, oh, we just want reparations. Yeah, well, we, we're going to add that to the list. We need reparations. We're going to add that to the list. Right. But before we get to the rep- reparation, how about we even at the player playing field as much as we can and get equal education? You know what I mean? How about we even the playing field and get uh, economic, you know what I mean, um, equality? How about um, we even the playing field and get um, equal health care? Like, I can go on down the line. Yeah. We can talk about housing. You're trying to buy a house, first-time buyers. Okay, we're going to handle your settlement costs if you're African-American. What about college? We're going to talk about school. You know what I mean? What if you make a certain average where you go to, you, you can, don't even have to pay for college? Like, we can get to the reparations, but there's so many things that we can get to before we even get there. You know what I mean? Right now, uh, African-Americans only make about uh, 13 14% of the population in the United States. Y'all can help out a, a brother and sister. You know what I mean? Yeah. And we're not asking just for a handout. You know what I mean? But this is stuff that's owed to us. You know what I mean? We're not looking at, you know, you got, you know, because a lot of times it look like we begging, we got a hand out and stuff like that. No, it's not that. Is he on there? Just, we got to check or see if he's on there. But yeah, we're not looking for a handout. We're actually owed to this. You know what I mean? We want equality. We want things done the right way. We want to our, our fair shake and we want our piece of the pie. We want to move on up like the Jeffersons. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, I want to see Jay Diller on there because I told him to be on there about 750. But, um, Terry, the next thing is, uh, are we ready for real change while we talk about change? Things are changing. I love that. Things are changing. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I think things are changing. So I think we get to the point where, um, we, 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 again, we're tired, but we want things to be done, of course, swiftly. You know what I mean? However, uh, I know things do take time. Yeah. Uh, I see a lot of people bend up out of shape. Um, about certain things that go on, even from the president on down, you know what I mean? And I can easily get upset um, about the president's conduct and what he's doing and even what society's doing and stuff like that. However, there's something they call uh, um, the forest fire effect. We can get mad at a forest fire and like, oh, it's so dangerous, burn it up. But after it burns up, it purifies. Then new things are starting to grow up, you know, grow right. up and all that stuff. With this negative stuff that we're doing, Try your best not to get caught up in the negative. I'm, I just hate the president. I just, don't carry that around. Don't carry that around about you hating nobody. Because guess what? This is what it boils down to. If they didn't act the way that they act, how would it have been exposed? It would have been secret racism. It would have been secret stuff yeah. that's going on behind closed doors that you don't know. But it's the secret, quiet racism that's really hurting you. That's the one when you go up for the job interview and then you leave out and they whisper and say, listen, I got a cousin. Don't get her the job and don't get him the job. That's the type of racism that you don't know nothing about. And other stuff that's systemic, you know? Yeah. So when you got someone that's openly racist or openly trying to, oh, there he is. There she is. We know how to remove, we know how to maneuver around them and we know how to deal with them accordingly. Exactly. You know what I mean? So a lot of things has to come up when, and I'm not trying to get deep and spiritual on there, but all things work for the good. All things work for the good. I don't care how you put it. All things work for the good. And if you're in that spiritual realm and you're in that oneness with the one above, Oh, yeah. That, all things work for good. So when you see somebody that's doing negative or doing some stuff, it's just to let you know we got to correct it. And it's giving you the opportunity to correct it. Right. So when you see somebody, oh, he's a racist. Okay, we know who he is. We know He's out the way now. Right. Let's move right. on to the next. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Uh, anybody else? Did he come on there real quick? Yeah. Give us like one second. Give me like 30 seconds. I want to make sure that he's on there. Did anybody text me? Did Kenny text him? Because I'm getting texts right now. So I'm going to see. He is? Okay, let me he's discuss. Here. Oh, he's here. Let's get it. Let's get it. Man, it's your boy D. Reed. What are you doing, man? 
All right, turn the music, turn the music, turn the music off. What's up, Jay Dillard? Can you hear me? What's up, man? How you doing, man? Welcome to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Jay Dillard is in the building. Oh, I hear it. Okay, here we go. Oh. <laughs> you got to get, get your class right. How you doing, man? Can you hear me? Okay, can you hear me now? How about now? You good? You know how they say gotta turn your thing down or something? I don't know. Can you, you can hear me now, right? Yeah, I can hear you. All right, good. What's up, man? Welcome to the show, man. Listen, man, um, Jay Dillard's in the building. Man, there's so much I want to talk to you about. And we got a couple more, we got a couple minutes, so I'll make sure you came in a little bit early just so I can um, talk to you about some things. Uh, a lot of people don't know that um, you are celebrity barber, number one. Number two, you are the CEO of Barbers Inc. TV, number two. Um, Country Wayne, you, I think you used to manage Country Wayne, or I know you're affiliated still now, but tell me even about that, man. <laughs> I'm good, man. So, uh, yeah, I am, uh, I am Jay Diller. I'm known as the Barberpreneur. And I have the, uh, never managed country Wayne, but we've been friends okay. for a little bit over 10 years. I used to cut his hair back when he was a rapper. Okay. And then from that point, we went from that and got into, uh, Stuff where they're pretty much on Facebook, man, and actually took off as a uh, uh, internet comedian. And from that point, he started getting booked every weekend, man, over the past four years. I actually come on the road. Wow, wow. Well, a lot of people don't know, but, um, me being I hate to say celebrity barber, um, we cut some of the same celebrities at one time, and that's how we end up meeting. Um, I don't know if y'all know, um, I cut a couple people, I just know one was DJ Hatton. So I had cut DJ Hatton a couple years ago, and I think I don't know if your people's hit me. You might have hit me personally because you couldn't get to Diedrich one time and he was up north. And I ended up cutting his hair up here. Like, yo, I know somebody up there. I think you, either your people or you contacting me. And I ended up cutting his hair at an airport or something like that. And that's how me and you became good friends. That's true. Yeah, in it. Yes. Listen, and I saw you at a, a couple of terror shows, man. You always have like really great events and stuff like that. Um, you're down in Atlanta right now, am I correct? Correct. How are things going on um, with the COVID thing and everything that's going on with the disaster and you know just all the stuff that we're dealing with in the um, the beauty field? Man, to be honest with you, man, Atlanta been a while and open, man. It was really industry to really open all the way back up man and I always tell people in terms of COVID-19 I kind of look at it as a boogeyman but Atlanta was kind of the first people to open up only because it's not hurting any type of money but Atlanta is doing well I mean of course you still have the numbers kind of go up but you know I don't know if anybody personally who actually been affected by COVID-19 I've heard some whispers through the industry but somebody I've talked to on the same basis I don't know if any but other than that you know you probably see your social distancing Okay, good, good, good. So are there stores and restaurants and stuff? Because I'm going to be honest, like when we first heard about Atlanta opening, which you guys were kind of like the pioneer of opening it up right now, like we went crazy up here like, what? Everybody just snapped out. Like, and they got on y'all governor. Um, I saw y'all mayor on uh, CNN. She was fighting against it. Uh, I mean, it was a lot going on. It was like, what they go? What they doing down there? That's how people felt. But I was talking to you on the phone. He's like, D-hole. It's not, listen, it's, it's serious, but D, we back to business, man. We working out. We taking precautions. Y'all was uh, masking up and doing a lot of things, but you're like, D, it's business as usual, man. We rocking out down here in Atlanta. <laughs> this is true, man. So what's going on is like, you still have certain restaurants and places like that, because once the industry opened back up, they still had a curfew that was implemented that was shutting everything down at 8 p.m. Oh. Other than that, most restaurants are back open due to the fact that it's spring and summertime now. Okay. So I live downtown Atlanta. Okay. So I live within my condominium. 
you know, I have a pizzeria, a liquor store, a burger shop, all within my building, so I can literally look over my patio, pretty much see people just engaging amongst each other, keeping their distancing, and just getting back to business as usual. Yeah. Um, I want to touch on real something real quick. Um, another thing that you do um, with the Barbers Inc. Uh, Instagram page, Barbers Inc. TV, which has about 400 plus thousand followers, almost a half a million followers, which I just think is awesome, number one. Um, but it's something that you guys do. Y'all actually promote a lot of barbers, of course, of the, um, you know, as far as their styles and all those things, as far as barbering, and also give out a lot of good information to help the industry. One thing that stuck out to me is that as big as you guys are, on Mondays, y'all reach out to people that don't have a whole bunch of followers and y'all post their work. Wow. I appreciate you mentioning that. Give me a quick backstory real quick. Technically, Barbara's in. We're, when that were initially starting off as a feature page, we were actually a reality show. We actually had to do what we TV actually fell through. It was a concept I created almost 11 years ago to promote well not promote but highlight six different barbers from six different states and the premises was what our life was like outside of a barber shop so I thought it was extremely unique people liked it what ended up happening was a deal fell through um, my business partner her cancer came back and kind of put on the back burner so in the meantime due to the fact we had a platform that was growing I'll continue to keep it going by posting other people there until we got back in terms of I don't want to do that or something else so it's a 10 year period man um, because of people like yourself was able to grow the brand to 476,000 true followers, and we have over 12,000 12, um, Facebook brands, a little bit over 8,000 on Twitter. And in the meantime, we built the hashtag up to like 5.3 million. Wow! 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 wow. wow. And in addition to that, I'm the first melanated person that should do that within a barber industry. So Come on, Black Lives. Come on, Black Lives. <laughs> Come on, Black Lives. You know. I was inspired by another master barber by the name of Anthony. Uh, Anthony the Barber. He was by Anthony Barber, not one six. He's a master barber in Sacramento. And he was doing um, um, showcasing people, man. We had less than a thousand followers on once a week. And I thought that was extremely cool. So that inspired us to suffer doing something as a thousand. We decided to do it at 5,000. Okay. We've been doing it off and on for four or five years. We will take it running for six months of the year. It's within the summer. I'm traveling more. I'm educating more. I'm on the road a lot. I gotta pull off from not bring it back. And that's the highlight, man, because a lot of people, what they're looking for now, and they're looking for exposure or just to give that one opportunity to get that one haircut out there. And from that point, right. began to pick up some type of steam. Right. So we just want to inspire and like reach our hand back and help pull up those and the same people that pulled us up. Yes. And, uh, you know what? I'm gonna be honest. It's very inspiring because I, I watch you. I watch your moves. You do a lot of great moves. You at every show. Um, you come up with different type of contests that they haven't even thought of yet. You know what I mean? And I watch you do that. Um, but to see you guys so, yeah, yeah, just to see you guys so big. It's so major, but you'll still come down and reach back and grab a little guy and say, okay, we got a date for the little guys that's trying to get somewhere and go ahead and post your pictures up. And I see you posting. So, and then guess what? It's not like y'all posting um, raggedy work. Like everything y'all post is top notch. Like y'all are known for posting top notch. I mean, most barbers, they are tagging Barbers Inc. TV, um, Barbershop Connect, of course, um, Barbers 98. Um, these are the, the big ones. National Barber Association. These are big guys, man. But out of everybody, and I'm not knocking them, I see Barbers Inc. TV reaching back and grabbing some of these guys and helping them come on up and get their notoriety and stuff like that. And this is commendable, man. It's like so inspiring, man. So inspiring. To be honest with you, man, um, when we first started, it was only, four, it was only uh, four feature papers. That's cool. Now, we the original four. We got Barbara Chuck, Bob Kinnack, who started um, the um, uh, website. When you do it, you kind of... <laughs> what I do is he took the model of a world star hip hop. Yes. Um, and he kind of molded into the hair industry where he was taking people's hair because they emailed him. He was uploading or giving them exposure out of the other yard. And of course, you had Oscar, which is Barber since 98. He's up there in Rhode Island. You have my man Jose, who runs the National Barber Association. Then when I came on and we launched, man, believe it or not, Jose with National Barber Association sent us an email and welcomed us with open arms. Right. And we were originally before they've been around. So if you saw anything before, it was posting anything from advertising events, whatever. And 
the will of his law. And then from that point, it kind of expired other people, uh, for whatever reason, to come into the industry and begin right. to follow through the things we've actually created. So what I love about Barbara Jane, not only because we're the first black to do it, right. but Half a million so views. Okay, okay, you just started with two days ago, the 25, 30 years ago. We're going to post it. We don't have no particular way in terms of um, we post it. So you tag us, we see it, we post it. Yo, that's good stuff, man. Man, I really appreciate you doing that, man. And on behalf of the barber industry, uh, we need more people like you doing what you do. Um, let me ask you this. Um, this new norm, this new... Um, what I want to say, this new interest into society and us opening up our shops. Do you feel that it's going to help our business make it better or or not so much? Or, you know, I don't want to say make it worse. It's not bad at all. But it's going to make it better going into this, like, second round uh, post-COVID. Uh, great question. Great question. Uh, I haven't been working. I kind of retired from behind the chair almost 14 years ago. Right. So, so uh, to be perfectly honest with you, I've always had a vision because I'm a forward thinker. I kind of think that concept of volume cutters, huge barbershops, I kind of think it's going to be a thing in the past. I kind of think that they're giving instructions in terms of how to reopen and kind of understand what have to be preventive. But at the same time, when I converse with other barbers, I try to put them in a mindset of kind of thinking of other things. So I'm 44 years of age. Uh, my mother's a former nurse. She's 72 years of age. My godmother made She's a former nurse. And I was just thinking, even with something, we just think of a where. Oh, you froze up. Go ahead, you back. You back. Remember the uh, the old school barbershops? You remember how hot those barbershops used to be at back in the day? Oh, damn right. <laughs> okay. The salons, how hot they used to be. You remember how they used to, they did have a box fan, they used to take that box fan, they used to tilt it, or used to have a door open up. Right. They knew then what it is that we don't know now. Okay. Right. They knew then what we don't know now. And what's that? Very simple. What's happening is, in today's time, you're wearing a mask. They ask you to sanitize your hand and check your temperature. Right? Mm -hmm. So what happens is I'm telling people that some of those measures are not necessarily legit. Because I feel if you're going to walk into a shop and so it's to sanitize your hands... To wash your hands, you know what I'm saying. Right. Number two, if you sanitize your hands, what's going to happen is you're pulling healthy bacteria completely out of your skin, but you're not offering anything until putting healthy bacteria protein back into your hands. Once you sanitize, yeah. you walk in. Yeah. yeah, I've been I've been around a lot of nurses to actually say the same thing. Facts. Number two, we really have a similar thing going on with inside of a shop or salon. We usually have the central air going. So if a virus was to be in there. You always should know you should have an entry point and an exit point. But when that door is closed and everything is circulating, that virus have a tendency to stay within the shop. So what I mean by dealing with the old school shop, they had a door that was always open. So therefore that virus would have an opportunity to go out versus still circulating in because we make everything so modern. Right. So when I tell guys, they say, well, hey, JD, we're well, taking temperatures and be up under what it needs to be. I say, well, what happens is that it can give a very inaccurate reading only because, and this is a conversation I have with my man in New Orleans, the fact that what happens is this, when you walk in from outside to inside, it's going to be inaccurate because if you, by hypothetically, you walk inside of, uh, let's say you got to go visit your doctor or whatever you're saying, you need to go in, you say you can't you know, get rid of that to down, correct? Say it again. How long do you do to sit down in there? By the time you take your phone. How long do they have you sitting inside? Right. Uh, the doctor's office before they actually see you. How long do they have you sitting inside? Not long. Not long, right? 15, 20 minutes, maybe? Yeah. 15, 20 minutes. About 15, about 10, 15 minutes. 15, 20 minutes. Yeah. Do you know why they have you sitting there for a period of time? I, I thought they was busy. <laughs> 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 That's what I thought. <laughs> I, I don't want to go too deep. You know, I, I, I go deep all the time. I just want to stay on the service. They busy. Correct. This, this is what we call <laughs> considered common stuff. What happens is, is because once you, once you come in, your body has to adjust to the temperature environment that you're supposed to be in. I get it. So if you coming in off a 90 degree day like today, and you talking about taking my territory as soon as I got in there. Oh yeah. Ah. That don't make sense, right? So, so 
We've been to that. That would make sense. Right. I get it. I get it. Well, I'm not a doctor, but I, I hear what you're saying. So, yeah, I, I, it makes sense to me. So, that's the kind of sense I'm just saying. The preventative weather, I mean, the preventative measures that they do to come back in. So, to answer your question, over time, I think it's going to end up separating the shop and putting people more so, so like, so the salons are divided because we all know the barbershop has always been the number one social media outlet. Yes. That's why we're here, Cuscaville and Coffee. Mr. Camarada, Mr. Joe, absolutely. Stacking everybody up, talking like you say, talking about sports, and talking about religion, talking about politics. Right. Talking about the men, the women. Uh, I got a horrible baby daddy. My baby mom's been on my nerves. You know the vibe. Right. That's, and, and you know what's funny? The reason and, I agree, and that's the reason why we even came up with Cuss Convo and Coffee because, they're, like you said, the religion, the politics, the social issues, we talk about it in a whole different way inside the barbershops and salons. And a lot of times you can get the realness of how people real, really feel. This is the reason why we came up with Cuss Convo and Coffee because Cuts is representing the shop. The conversation is just impeccable that we have in this shop, and this coffee is a sign of you waking up. Wake up. You know what I mean? Because there's a lot of woke conversations. You may not like everything that's being said in the shop, but they're going to tell you the truth. People are going to say what they feel behind closed doors. And again, we know the confidentiality as far as our clients, so we want to put their business out here, but they want us to go ahead and put their voice out here and say, Dig, let them know how, how we really feel about that. And that's why we're here. And, um, and that's why you're here. You know, so let me ask you this for two. Like, even in our own field of barbering, and now that you're on the outside looking in, pretty much, because you're not really cutting hair behind the chair, um, but you still got your hands on in the field, what could we do better? What do you think shops can do better, um, African-American shops? What do you think we can do better to um, just keep our legacy? Because the barbershop is the community. That is the cornerstone of the neighborhood, like they say in the movies. What can we do to keep that? We want to be able to keep that. We don't want to mess up. What can we do differently, or what can we do better? Number one, we gotta And then the outcome of it, you know, but they don't see the hard work that's behind. It's, it's really hard being an um, African-American business owner, number one. But then own the barbershop where you got so many. I, I mean, I've been in the business for years, so I got to see so many different generations come through. And this um, generation is a little different now. And that's not a knock on them because I actually think they're very intelligent. But when it comes down to the foundation of business, you can't really just teach that on social media. They know all the social media stuff and how to mark how to smoke. But you can't teach the foundations of how a business is ran, is ran. You know what I mean? Professionalism, courtesy, you know what I mean? Taking care of your client. Knowing that you almost is like a servant. You know what I mean? They don't want to hear that. But as a business as a business owner and a professional barber, I always treat myself as a servant. I mean, they look at me as an entrepreneur, but I got plenty of bosses. And they, the boss that gets in the chair that I don't want to fire me. So I treat him accordingly and make sure I service him correctly. You know what I mean? And a lot of these young people, they don't, they don't have that, you know. Um, and as far as, um, and as far as barbering, do you? Go ahead, go ahead. You good? That's the reason why I have a, that's the reason why I have a career within the area. I see. Exactly what you're talking about because I created the barbering uh platform and curriculum based on the lack of that knowledge that I foresaw within the industry, traveling to different shows, 
commercial different barbers and stylists. So when I teach my course and became the barber for almost eight years ago, I focus on if you have a plan within your mind, you need to write it down. And then number two within my plan, I said pan versus pad. Whatever you can think, you need to begin to write it down and put it together. And I also see some of the force in terms of having a business plan and allowing the business plan being your guide when creating a business. Perfect. Important in terms of getting the tax ID number, going to IRS.gov and getting that. Perfect. Yes. 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 You blinked out for a second. It's going to come back in. One second. One second. That's Facebook. It's doing the uh, Teddy Riley thing or something. Is the Teddy? Is it the Teddy? Is the Teddy Riley thing? Did it come back in? Did we lose you? Because you were making a great point. I don't know if you can hear me, Jay. I don't know if you got my hand to log back or whatever. But, um, yeah, again, so he was talking about, um, you know, doing things the right way for your paperwork and stuff. Right. A lot of us don't know that, yo, you got to get your license. You gotta, number one, you got to have a business plan. Oh, he, if you come back on, we'll grab him up. Do you enjoy that, man? So, turn you back there. Are you there? I'm here. All right, all right, cool, cool. But, yeah, so he was talking about, I'm not going to talk to them this way. I just, um, spin around. Um, about business, you know, about having your paperwork. Uh, I say it all the time, and sometimes it seems like, and I'm not saying the whole culture, but a lot of times we want to put the carriage before the horse. You know what yeah. I mean? Um, and to, case in point, right now, there's a lot of money that's being distributed out there for barbers and, and stylists and stuff. And a lot of people cannot receive that benefit because you didn't have your paperwork right. Yep. And Ow. that is so hurtful that because sucks. you work. Oh, is there? Are you there? This is a request in. Um, and there's so many people that missed out on this money, man, that they are liberally just giving it out. You know what I mean? Because you didn't have your paperwork right. You didn't have your license. You didn't pay your taxes. You didn't have things lined up. And if I got to teach a class on this, man, I got an awesome accountant, uh, Taquana Cox. She's out there. I hope she's watching. Uh, T. Cox. We're going to do a seminar at the shop on a Monday to help people with their taxes. I think he's on here now. That'd be great. I think he's on here. Hold on a second. Super Poly, man. Oh, man. I'm waiting for the request. Oh, there we go, Barrett. There we go. Just came in. So again, um, we want to do a class where we can actually have some, have her come down there and teach on these things, man. Get licensed and all that. So Jay, you back? I'm here. I want to um, just piggyback on what you just said and, and catch you up. Um, I, I mean, I asked you some questions and man, you just knocked them off the park. I mean, you saying stuff that I mean, it's just awesome. We were talking about the business and stuff, and, and I was telling them a lot of times we put the carrots before the horse. And he said, no, get your paperwork right. Get your license right. Get your um your taxes and all the stuff that you need to do, your business plan right. Because they are giving out so much money now, and so many people, so many people are not going to benefit because you don't have your shit right. And it, it's as simple as that. You know, I think before we, well, after we get all this systemic racism together and get everybody respecting us, then we're going to have to have a conversation with each other. Yeah, and then a lot of times we don't like to be checked. No, we're going to have to be checked by us. You know, so because we have a responsibility. So, yeah, I just want to commend you for even mentioning that about the um, licensing, the business plan, and all those things, you know, that we have to do. Yeah, that's, that's, a, that's yeah. extremely important. Yeah. Because um, I also teach them about the difference between a copyright, the difference between a trademark, where they need to get it at if you don't understand it, how to consult with an attorney. I understand it is different classes. When it comes to trademarking, just because you go on to legal zone whatever pay for trademarking, this doesn't still that that means you actually legit. Oh, it's so, so many good point. layers to that. And knowing that whenever you develop stuff and you speak with people, make sure you have them on a non-disclosure. Um, they're going to discuss that with you. And it's just so much I just learned over the years, and it just stuck with me. And I make sure I pass that knowledge on. And even when I teach people in terms of creating. Logos, man. I drill people all the time. They're like, yeah, I have this dope logo. And I said, do you own it? And they're like, yeah, I own it. I said, what makes you think you own it? I, said, I, paid my, I paid my designer two, three hundred dollars and they gave me the files. I said, you don't own that file. I said, you can exchange money for goods versus services. Right. And they're like, no, I paid for it. I said, please don't get upset with me. I'm just trying to teach you some information. 
information. Right. At the end of the day, if that designer can still take that, post it on his or her website, and they turn around and say, hey, here you go and scoop up my work on my website, how is it that it's still yours? I said, in order to make it yours, you need to have, and I said it repeatedly from everybody, get a release form. Right. If you're not your own designer, make sure you submit that person, him or her, a release form, releasing right. and releasing all rights of that design to you, so therefore you own it. One person said, I trademark. Yeah, you trademark, but at the same time, you look at the TLCs, you know what I'm saying? You look right. at, you remember Common. I said, what Common is original name when he came out of the hip hop game? He was known as what? Common Sense. Nobody asked why he swapped his name to Common. Right, because he could, right, saying? I get it. Chicago, so I tell people you have to be mindful. And I'm in a situation right now where I created a barbapreneur and I created barbapreneurship. Right. Copyrighted it, but a homie that I took on the road with me took my name and put it up on his IG page, which is fine. But now you're telling people that you created and I've had that brand for over eight years. So now, once my copyright comes back, any and everybody that has their name, barbapreneur, barbapreneurship, right. I created stylespreneur, I created, I made you all fit barbers. Fit barbers still. Yeah, yeah. I'll pay attention. I do my homework. I do my homework. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, make sure everything is done, man. And um, I just want to create something up and um, have our industry to go in a great direction. Awesome. And I don't take credit for a lot of stuff. Awesome. It's, it's not about me. It's about pushing our industry in a new direction yeah. and letting the world know what we got going on. Awesome. Well, that's what's up, man. Well, Jay, we got about a couple of seconds left. Uh, I just want to say, number one, thank you for being on Cuts Convo on Coffee. I've been trying to get you on, but I want to make sure uh, the smoke died down a little bit because we was dealing with the riots, the protests, and everybody was up in up the arms of uh, everything. But I want to make sure you had your respect, your time, because you deserve it. Um, I love all that you're doing and keep on doing it. Um, what you got coming up before I let you go? What do you got coming up or what do you want people to know or also get out to your um, tags? Um well, the tags, man, um, the social media handle that everybody can follow us on is Barbazine TV. Um, that's on Instagram, Twitter, as well as Facebook. Um, I don't give out my personal brand a whole lot, which is I am Jay Diller. But what I have come up with in October, we get ready to do the first ever digital glam expo. Creative will be actually taking an expo. We partnered with Zoom, and we're doing an actual expo up to a thousand participants, man, in the month of October. Wow. Awesome. Awesome, so, man. That's the next thing we're doing. So, oh, God. pushing it in, in a new direction. Oh, man, that's what you do. You're innovative, man. You've been doing this. You're a pioneer to the game, man. You done done it all. The celebrity barber, the travel, the platform. We can go down the line, and right now you have one of the biggest uh, IG pages in the nation, if not in the world. So, half a million followers, man. So, give it up for Jay Giller, y'all. I appreciate you, man. I Oh, yes, yeah. Good, good, good. Yes. I'll send you a signed copy, man. I'm the first licensed master barber from the state of Mississippi to get a $30,000 advance for a three book series. Talking about Wow, man. Congratulations on that, man. Yes, yes. Huh? The largest publishing I signed with Random House, the largest publishing company in the world. Very good. Hey, man. Thank you for having me. Before I let you go, yep. give it up for my man, D. Reed. Yeah. What's up, man? Appreciate you. Thank you, man. Life is good, man. And y'all be safe down there in Atlanta, man. I'll be down there soon. I'll, I'll, I'll be down there. Second home. Hey, I'm on my way. All right, bro. God bless you, bro. Likewise. Thanks for having me. Yes, sir. Peace. Peace. Oh, man. What in the world, man? My boy Jay Diller was in the building, man. Oh, we got to spin this, got to spin this around. Give me one second, y'all. Hey. I think I got it right. I think I got it right. Tear there. Y'all see Tear? Y'all see Tear? I'm here. Can they see Tia? <laughs> oh man, the boy Jay Diller in the building. Give it up one more time. You can't see me? You can see me now? All right, can you see? Are we good? Am I good? Can y'all see me? You see me? That was good. That was good, right? 
Yo, he is so dope, man. So give it up for Jay Dillon one more time, man. That's my boy, man. He did this thing. Barbers Inc. TV was in the building. Listen, y'all. Thank you guys for being patient with us and watching um, the guests. It's like a little technical difficulty we got to go through with um, with uh, Facebook and all this. That's why when we go to the studio, we're going to have people come and I'm going to fly people in. So, you know, that's what it is. <laughs> Which, I want to say this. There's a lot of people that want to be on the show, that want to do the video. Listen, I see y'all. I can just name. It's a whole bunch of you guys that have been hitting me up. I'm going to definitely have you on the show. We just beginning. We just starting, and we didn't know that was going to blow up like this and just be so popular. We just had no idea. So, it's a lot of you guys. I want council people on here, yes. I, I would love to have the mayor and the governor on here. I want to have police um, police officers on here. Um, and we'll talk about that, too. Uh, it's a lot of people that I know. Uh, John L. Williams, my boy, he's on there. Um, if you, if we want to do a little shout-out. We can do a little shout-out before we go. We only got a couple more minutes left. We can do a shout-out. Um, but it's a lot of people that I respect. Now, dear flowers. Um, even my boy Dave, man, Dave Lewis wanna come on here. Um, this is a lot of great minds. Um, uh Chris Delpesh. I I didn't really, really want to start calling out names because there's so many of you guys that I want to sit down because I respect your mindset. I respect how you think, I respect your perspective. And that's what it's about. Um again, we got we get to hear a lot of different perspectives from people in the shops and stuff. Yeah. Um, and it's not easy to do this, you know what I mean? Do a podcast, but I'm gonna be honest, I'm enjoying myself. How about you, Tier? Yeah, I mean, uh, you know, I'm a shy introvert, so. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Y'all know me in the house, but you know how, y'all. I'm just like. Uh... Yeah, so <laughs> if there's a couple of names on there, I'm gonna shout out a couple of people. This is where we're gonna shout out. Who? Sherelle Flag in the house. Give it up for the flags, man. Mike with Sherelle Flag, man. Y'all, their own podcast is actually tomorrow, The Rest of Life. On Friday nights, now I'm not sure the time, but I think they might do a little earlier. But just tune into uh, the Rest Life page. They got a um, her and her husband, Michael Flag, great people. They got a, a podcast that's really dope. Anybody else? I want to shout out who else on there. I want to see you watching because these are the ones that show me that you're watching. You know, we know hundreds of you guys watching. Trust me, we know. Marcelli, what's up, girl? You get on my nerves. Uh, what I'm going to give you a shout out, girl. Oh, Demia. What's up, Demia? Demia. Listen, Demia Avery. Um, I just did a podcast with Demia on Tuesday night, which airs tomorrow. So make sure you guys look for that. Um, I'll have the link on my page, but it drops tomorrow. We had a wonderful podcast. I was on her podcast uh, Tuesday for the taping. It comes out tomorrow, which is Friday. It's going to be dope. So shout out to uh, Demia Avery down in North Carolina. Shout out to North Carolina. Uh, anybody else real quick? Could we go to... Um, Gina Ready? Gina Ready? All right. It's a lot of you guys on there. So listen, again, I want to thank you guys. Next week is actually um our 10th our 10th anniversary, our 10th um episode. Yeah. So that's real good. So next week, our 10th episode. Um, we're gonna be doing some giveaways. We're gonna, I got some stuff I'm I wanna so give away. I wanna, I wanna give put some stuff away. Yeah, put your cash app up there. I might throw y'all a couple of hours and make sure I I check the cash apps um for the other things too. Wait, wait, can we party too? Because yeah, it's the day after, I think. Is it the day after? Yeah. Oh, so, wow. So, we're going to have some balloons and stuff. We're going to have some balloons. <laughs> we're going to have some wine. We got, we're going to pull something off the shelf. So, next week, please, make sure you guys tune, up, tune in for our 10th episode because we're going to snap. We're going to turn out. Oh, that's only only 10, but it's a good little start. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I'm going to give some stuff away. I got some things I want to give away. So, make sure you tell your friends. Share the podcast. Um, also, hit a, check out, um, for those who got iPhones, go to your um, podcast on iPhone. Go to your podcast app. You'll type in Cuss Combo on Coffee. Um, just hit the button and subscribe. That way you know we're always on. You already exactly. know when we're on. You already know what we're doing. So make sure you guys do that. Do we have a cash app? Huh? Do we have a cash app? No, we don't have a cash app, but oh. we can get one. Got a cash app. Got a cash app. Anyway, so um, those are a couple of things. Uh, any more announcements? Oh, Watermelon Cornbread, the play, auditions coming up, in, I think, in July. So look out for that. I will be having auditions for Watermelon Cornbread, the stage play. That's going to drop in the fall. So I will have auditions. I'm just trying to push it out as long as I can so we can get past the, um, you know, the COVID stuff and have people more um, comfortable about coming out to an audition, you know. We'll just have you come in with a mask on, but when you get up there, do your monologue, whatever, go ahead and take the mask off, you know what I mean, rock out. Um, but if you cough, your ass is out of there. I'm letting you know right now, you ain't get the part. <laughs> if your ass cough, you ain't get the part. I'm just letting you know. What about corporate auditions? So somewhere around um, July, we'll do that. Do that. Uh, Mindset Go is still on sale. Amazon just sold so many books this week, man. It's been crazy. So uh, Mindset Go um, on Amazon, on all platforms, all outlets. Make sure y'all support Mindset Go, which is a great quick read. Um, hit me up on DerekDReed.com. Anything else there? No, I think that's it. 
think that's it. That's it. Even with a culture tip? Oh, the culture tip. We got to build each other up. Build each other up. Build each other up. Let's stop tearing each other down and start building each other up. Uh, and I'm not saying that we haven't been. Because a lot of times we speak and we just throw the baby out the bathwater. Everybody ain't hating on everybody. Right. You know what I mean? Everybody is not just not trying to build up everybody. It's a lot of people that are building up people. I just think that we need to build up each other more. It needs to be evident. It needs to be out here.